Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Find Your Way podcast with Dusty. Hopefully, you're doing well on the journey. Uh, I think episodes at this point have been coming out about once a week. Um, you know, at times when there is time, uh, I just worry about um, you being able to actually hear on the treadmill. Um, if those of you that are dedicated listeners to this podcast and don't mind it, or if it wasn't that bad, uh, I'll continue to do them in the morning when I'm doing my kind of warm up walk. Uh, good time to reflect and uh, probably be able to put a more consistent um, amount out. It's uh, very rare these days that I'm actually in the car uh, going from A to B. Um, you know, life has just changed so much with two kids now that. We are oftentimes very much home, uh, homebodies, and uh, we go out for our daily Dutch run. And um, you know, the uh, we've got the Walmart Plus where it brings delivery uh, with groceries. It just makes it a lot easier for other uh, groceries uh, to come here. And to be honest, I mean, if you are somebody that goes to the grocery store and habitually gets more than you should had, and you are having a hard time not getting or, or sticking to a plan. The delivery of, um, of groceries is actually something pretty cool, um, just because you can pick exactly what you need and have it delivered. It's not to say that um, you know there are other things that we will order, like um, great example, one of the little treats um, that I enjoy is these little sugar-free popsicles. I, I got used to them after the surgery um, you know, seven years ago, and uh, it's just something that I enjoy. It's a nice little treat. It's uh, sugar-free, so I don't have too much uh, of the sugar, and uh, I've always just been mindful and, and watchful of the sugar. Um, early on, they said that was going to be a, a big cause of concern, dumping and stuff like that, which can happen with um, the weight loss surgery, but uh, I haven't had any kind of after effects issues. It pretty much, I think, uh, for the past four years, everything has been back to normal in the sense of um, I, uh, I don't feel any kind of restriction. Um, I, I definitely feel when I have certain foods, how it affects and impacts my body. Uh, as far as fuel is concerned, I don't feel like I'm diminished or, uh, I don't think diminished is the right word. Um, malnourished, maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, nevertheless, um, it is, uh, a hot, hot July. Uh, is today July 1st? It's July 1st. I'm just putting this out right away. So you know that this was uh, July 1st. Just got done with a eight-mile race um, for preparatory purposes. Uh, and honestly, this might be a good kind of uh, time to update you on the journey. I think I can speak more freely about this just because I do get a, a, a lot of... Um, folks wondering on Instagram. I, I feel like I know, sounds weird because I, I know some of you who listen, but I don't know all of you that listen. So, but you know, with this, I feel it's more um, personal because I feel like I'm having a conversation and it's a longer conversation. So it feels like I can go a little bit more in depth rather than Instagram that gives me a minute to do a story and there you go. And I can do multiple, but a lot of folks just chime out, press the little skip button, and that's it. So I'm um, I'm mentioning this portion. I'll first start kind of with the eight miler, and then kind of go into where I'm at uh, journey wise, and uh, what's the plans for you know what's coming ahead. But um, I had planned um, to do this eight miler. Essentially, it was part of a three pack 
Uh, you save a whole bunch of money if you purchase three races all from the same company at once. I mean, huge. I think it's like 50%, something like that. So the hometown half marathon, which is pretty much like a dinner plate sized medal, this, um, what's this one called? Firecracker for an eight miler. And then um, I have a summer sizzler, but I think that's a 10K. So not as bad as the, uh, the eight miler, but so this one, I, uh, I I wanted to go into it finally utilizing shoes that weren't a surprise. So give you an update on the Nike Vaporfly that everyone talks about is the running shoe, the shoe that you are just do so excellent with. I still have a, my second to big toe. The nail is still purple from that half marathon that I wore with those shoes. So those are going to be on smaller races, like 5Ks that I can use those, but longer races, there's just no way. I've just recently got some Hoka's to try those out, and uh, they're very wide. I haven't felt the immediate benefit of being quicker with them. It's almost like I need this dense but cushioned shoe, but it not be as long as like the uh, Nike or the Adidas Ultra Boost that feel heavy. They almost need to be light. So I'm uh, working with these Brooks um, Escalade. Uh, Escalade. Uh, I'm trying to read the side of the shoe and I can't because I'm driving. Um, I, I think it's the Brooks Accelerates. Um, something like that. Anyways, uh, there's like a ghost and then there's one that's like for racing. And so those have been my stable shoe. Brooks have been my stable shoe, staple shoe to go to as far as um, stability, quickness, um, feels good, doesn't feel out of place, doesn't feel heavy. It's just an overall good, well-rounded shoe for me. So I've really enjoyed it. So I, I, um, I showed up to this knowing that I wanted to prepare a little bit this week as far as doing a little bit more of a complex carb approach, um, more of those, um, those, I don't want to say something good or bad as far as carbs, but really some good solid carbs that will uh, be complex, that will really benefit my uh, nutrition to really prep for this longer race. Because it's not a, a 5K, it's not a 10K, it's uh, right above a 10K at eight miles. And so I'm going out and I just feel from the very get-go that I am out of gas, that I just have nothing in the tank to push and to quote unquote fly through this thing. And uh, I knew what it was and it kind of, tra I mean, we could talk to the other portions of the race, but this, uh, this past week, my wife and I have, um, especially with my wife wanting to put a focus on her health, uh, work on her baby weight. We're now getting into the rhythm with baby number two. It's not like the day after you pop out a baby. It's like, okay, we're getting strict. It, it wasn't like that for us. Um, we know that what it took to lose the weight to position us to have kids. Um, but also my wife is breastfeeding. We had a scare with Presley to where my wife collapsed because she was not eating enough because she was going right back into what she was doing before. And she ended up collapsing, being malnourished and um, just, it wasn't a good time. It wasn't good. And so with that, um, we, um, we considered because she's breastfeeding, obviously we need some additional nourishment. Well, Presley, if you didn't know, we had breasted for a little bit, maybe a month or two, but after that she just wasn't getting enough. So we ended up moving to the bottle 
and uh, my wife would breastfeed to supplement, but she, she really kind of shored that up about three months in, and from there, uh, Preston was bottle fed. Well, we're going upon um, three months, and uh, our son is exclusively breastfed and hasn't been on the bottle. In fact, he won't even take a pacifier, just will not take one. Loves his hands, but will not take one. Um, but so we've made a conscious effort this go around to wait a little bit, give ourselves some time. There's no rush. You know, we want to prioritize our health, but we want to be conscious. And so on Monday we said, you know what, um, honey, you know, my, my wife wants to put a priority. So I'm going to help her and come alongside her. And for me, there's one thing that I know I've, I've worked, uh, for seven years and I've maintained, and I've had a few episodes where because of the stress and baby number two, the, the testosterone, um, issues and the hormone fluctuations, a lot of those items, I had, um, my weight has gone up anywhere from 15 to 20 pounds. It wasn't as a result of me relaxing on the journey, but it was really me, you do lose weight, uh, you do gain weight, typically in a run, training, running, okay, I'll, I'll, that's what I mean by that. So you will need to fuel for runs, and for me, what I was doing and what I've been doing since October is I've been fueling for runs by hyper focusing on loading my body with complex carbs so that I could use them. And so what I've done is a lot of folks who do that end up tracking and end up understanding exactly what they need to succeed. For me, I've just been kind of doing it blindly. Well, that's resulted in, uh, that's resulted in some extra weight. Um, it's also been something a little bit different as far as I've had a, a retention. And it, it, it's all skin, which is weird because I, I know, especially when I was losing weight, what it felt like to have kind of these uh, fat pockets within my skin. And then I kind of know now what it's like to have like this really thin skin. Well, it was weird during the moments of, and it really kind of started around the stressful time that we had with our son and then the entire you know, pregnancy, giving birth, my hormone, my hormone fluctuations, including cortisol uh, elevations, I really feel that it resulted in a uh, elevated um, cortisol response in my body to retain water around the midsection, and elevated course, uh, cortisol levels on a um, consistent or long-term basis can result in water weight or, or your body retaining water. And so I was just noticing something in my midsection that it wasn't as refined as I was used to it being. And so um, I, you know, with my wife wanting to prioritize her health, I said, you know what, I'm going to approach this uh, in a way that helps me understand a little bit more about when I coach, what's that feeling of because I haven't really ever put myself in a restriction uh, for quite some time. It's always been, I, I know that I need to prioritize fiber and protein and I haven't gone too crazy either way. I, I pretty much can gauge what's in what, what's in where. So I haven't been like hyper-focusing on, okay, this is how many calories. Well, with my wife really, really focused on tracking because that's what she does. She measures, she tracks, she does all that. I said, you know what, I'm gonna do this with her to support but I'm, kind of, I'm going to use this as a good time for me to understand that initial beginning process for those that I coach and, and do accountability with. And I know that with my current weight, my current activity level, uh, my current uh, 
body fat percentage and everything, I can roughly have about 25 to 2600 calories for me to drop weight. So if you want to drop weight, you know, you've lost it and maintained. Absolutely, I have. But I actually do want to make a conscious effort to drop weight, and I'll tell you why. The marathon that I need to do, every extra pound of weight is going to be an extra four pounds of pressure on my joints. And so if I can drop, get down to what I was um, before kids, or even smaller than that, reducing potential, I'm gonna say reducing muscle mass, um, but I have always been on more of the bodybuilding focus, real shapely, um, bigger kind of chest, bigger back, um, but really kind of minimizing my weight in a way that allows me a, to be a little bit lighter when it comes to running. And it's going to help me when it comes to a marathon. So I wanna a, a put a conscious effort on dropping some weight and seeing how it feels. Now here's the caveat to it. I'm purposely, this doesn't make any sense why you're doing it. Doing it for me? I'm, this is how I'm, I'm doing it, so just know that it may not be for you, but this is how it's going to work for me. I'm not weighing myself now, and I'm not gonna weigh myself after. I'm gonna gauge how I feel as I count and calculate the 24 to 2500. I know that because the foundation of um, losing weight, of weight loss, is going to come from uh, being a calorie deficit. I know I'm at a calorie deficit. And so I'm going to lose weight. And I'm focused on my macros. You know, we talk about protein and fiber. Uh, I'm, I'm focused on getting the right nutrition in my complex carbs. You know, I, I am focusing on the right nutrition making sure that that nutrition is aligning itself to the macros and calories that I want, but I'm not gonna weigh myself so that it binds me to this number. I'm going to simply respond in how I feel. And you know, maybe I will on the other side of this say, you know, I wish I would have weighed myself, but like I've talked on many episodes before, a lot of this journey is just simply trial and error. Trial and error. Right now, I'm doing a trial and error of focusing on tracking, focusing on my macros, and seeing how I feel different versus just this arbitrary number on the scale. Now, maybe I'll do an in-body scan every six weeks. Maybe that's something that I come to. But I'm about a week into this process right now. And, um, you know, I feel better. It's weird. It's like, well, doesn't even maintaining and... I mean, shouldn't you always feel this good? You know, I I wonder if I was maintaining I don't know. I'm kind of processing this as I'm saying it. Hey, welcome to the Find A Way podcast as we find a way to work through these. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel better and I focused always on a protein and fiber approach. I don't know, maybe because I know that I am focused on dropping. Like I have this mission on dropping because it's going to a purpose of a marathon. Um, maybe I feel better because I am getting lighter. <laughs> maybe in, in the past week, 
Um, I've had interesting, and oh, it's always like, how do you say this in the most appropriate way? I've had interesting bowels this week into where I feel like there's been a real big release of water. And honestly, I wonder if that kind of goes hand in hand with as our son is getting to the point of he's three months now, holding his head up a little bit more. We're, 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 I guess we're out of that. We're not out of like the concern for him. But, you know, when we're, we're told two or three things that are just like debilitating mentally and you just don't know how to process it with happening with somebody else and um, the, the the birth and my wife wanted a VBAC and that was a concern as it is because that's there's an there's an elevated um, risk but we had a more focused um, we had more focused care but it's an elevated risk so it kind of balanced itself out I really feel honestly if we had uh, Presley where the hospital we went to in Nashville I don't think it would have been a c-section I think it would have been natural um, so, um, isn't, can, can we just segue? Like, oh, did you have a C-section or did you have the baby naturally? Oh, you did it naturally? Oh, okay, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, you had a C-section? Oh, well, I did it naturally. You had surgery? Well, I did it naturally. Does that mean you're not a mom? Okay. That's on my high horse and I'm done there. I'm not, that's not even... All right, that was a tangent, and let's get right back to the show. Um, now I lost my train of thought. And thank you, by the way, for those of you that mentioned the awkward moment. <laughs> it's so cool because it's like, hey, someone's listening to the podcast. It was pretty awesome. But um, maybe I feel better because I've I've dropped a uh, few. Oh, I think I was talking about the bowel. Like I've had a release of water. It's almost like maybe my my cortisol levels are dropping. Um, or I'm regulating, or I'm getting into autopilot. I think a couple episodes back, I talked about getting into autopilot. Maybe I'm getting into autopilot now that, you know, the first six weeks after the baby's born, I am, um, is it six weeks? Yeah, six weeks, I'm off from work. So I don't really know the daily grind of what the day-to-day is gonna look like, and we don't have support or help around this. And so, I, I've been back to work now for quite a, a long time, and so now I'm understanding what the flow on a day-to-day basis is. And so I'm wondering, because life is getting into a normal rhythm, that my cortisol levels are dropping, and thus I am maybe dropping water weight in conjunction to me tracking and focusing on my macros. Uh, I am minimizing... Um, what is it not? I, I don't have uh, like simple sugars. I've just generally avoided simple sugars. Like fruit juice, that just isn't my cup of tea. Candy, I've just never really gone down that route. Uh, I'll go like sugar-free, but um, a lot of the ones that are, or a lot of the items that I would dive into are uh, like beef jerky, which can be very calorie um, dense very quickly. Um, uh, let's see here. I would have a lot of rice. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a staple meal that I was having that I was just kind of lackadaisy because I know I had a decent amount of protein, but I've minimized it. Um, I think a good, no, that's, uh, that's not really a good example. Um, bum, 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 bum. You're like, okay, uh, here's a good one. Like uh, I've always talked about getting the unwitch at Jimmy John's where it essentially takes away the bread. For me, I, I was including the bread 
um, just because I wanted that dry feeling. And um, it's almost like, you know, were you, were you lazy and you, like, I don't want to be able to like hyper-focus at every waking moment. I want to be able to live. Um, I guess, you know, kind of relaxing, living, you kind of have stuff that you don't normally have along the journey of losing weight. I think it's important to monitor. And I think for myself, I was including a lot of those things and I was monitoring and I was like, okay, you know, weight uh, seems or I seem a little bit heavier. I feel like I'm retaining a little bit of water. I guess I'm working on growing in that area. And I feel like I've grown in the area that there's this hyper anxiety that happens with the word lose weight. Because my entire life, I was surrounded with that understanding that I've got to lose weight. And it was just this daunting gut in my my stomach of like I, I've got so much to lose and I don't want to start I don't want restriction I don't want to suffer I don't want to do this and I feel like I've um, grown in the sense of I was a little bit more relaxed because you know what is it the sympathy weight uh, for my pregnant wife uh, the dad bod hormone fluctuations whatever the case is I was a little bit more relaxed but I was focused on how, you know making sure I got my protein but I was also monitoring that you know I feel a little bit heavier. Um, I feel like I'm retaining water in my midsection. Like I, I was paying attention to that. I knew those things, and so I uh, I am me prioritizing that now uh, as far as watching my macros, maybe getting into a rhythm, getting into a flow. You know, early couple, first couple days, I just felt kind of a release in my bowels of, of more uh, of more water rather than anything else, and. Uh, I've been really hyper-focused on, you know, making sure I focus on the protein, getting my good vegetables in, my good fruits. I'm not over-restrictive. I'm just paying more closer attention, I, I think I would say that. And, um, you know, the first week feels good, but kind of bring this right back to the run. Because I was not as loaded with a base of energy to push with I think the heat today and that lack of fuel really just like I wanted to walk at mile seven and I mentally was like I talk about all the time the mental grit the mental just stability you got to have when you want to quit and I was at mile seven going oh god no I can't even fathom right now like even listening or putting up with that like I just I gotta walk I gotta stop they're gonna catch up to me I, I gotta win beat somebody I gotta maintain my lead and I just oh I just was rough I didn't stop I didn't walk but I was slow I think I was up to uh, nine minutes and 50 no nine minutes and 30 seconds on my seventh mile or something like that and I had been averaging about seven forty-five, eight minutes and I just, uh, it just hit a wall, hit an absolute wall. I had a goo with me. I, I took three separate water breaks and still I was just so bleh. And a lot of it had to do with a lack of base fuel. And so again, this kind of really is going hand in hand with the planning and preparation. Listen, I've got to do that for this eight miler and I've got to be conscious and mindful of that. In the same way, you've got to be conscious and mindful of what's coming ahead. What fuel do you need to sustain this journey long term? Are you going to be maybe someone like me that isn't so hyper focused once you get to maintenance? 
that you're, you're maintaining, but you're also monitoring. Okay. You know, if, I'm, if I feel a little bit heavier, if I'm feeling a little um, more retention of, of weight, you know, maybe I need to be a little bit more focused on what I'm intaking. I think really that balance, that monitored balance is what is really going to be sustainable. When we talk about white knuckling this journey and suffering through, um, you know, those moments in my mind came back many, many times early on Monday and Tuesday. I remember telling my wife a couple times that like, I'm just so used to, I want to minimize my weight. I'm so used to that being such an anxiety checkpoint. Like you need to lose weight anxiety, but I've got so much to lose and I don't want to restrict myself so much and not eat the things that I love to, to lose the weights. And then it's just the back and forth for years and years and years. It's just like this plants. And okay, I've been watching Star Trek. And if you're not a fan of Star Trek, I'm sorry. But I've been watching Star Trek because I got Paramount Plus through Walmart Plus. Um, hey, Walmart, if you're ever if you're listening to this, I'm a part of your creator program. And I am not sponsored in any way by Walmart Plus. But if you want to pay for Walmart Plus for me, because I do appreciate the service of giving me Paramount Plus for free for me to watch it while I'm on the treadmill in the morning. I would not mind and would not say no. I am open. Call my call my agent. That's, that's still me. Call my wife or maybe. No, she's busy. Uh, just call me. Okay, thanks Walmart. Okay, back, uh, back to it here. Uh, so, Paramount Plus, I watched Star Trek. So, Jean-Luc Picard, Patrick Stewart, one of the great actors, really enjoy him. In the next generation, he was assimilated or taken by this, this enemy called the Borg. Well, he ends up getting free from the Borg, but it was something that he always remembered and carried with him. And it was almost like a memory that he had to adjust because he couldn't get rid of it. I can't get rid of 30 years of how I processed to get to my top weight. But what I've done is I've learned to live with the 30 years of what I've done rather than trying to eliminate and erase it. And maybe that's where I find so many similarities with uh, certain shows that I watch. I, I will watch a show like, um, uh, what was it? Um, so some other show and it had a lot to do with my, my work, um, kind of the, the balance of, the balance of power at work. It really helped me approach uh, in a different way and, and this show kind of put things in perspective because it was like a parallel and I uh, know it wasn't the office <laughs> um, But you know that that show that I that I've been watching Star Trek. It just really It really helped. Hey seven years in Like hey, um, how did you overcome? I, I didn't overcome. I'm overcoming overcoming and a part of it is I just realized that a connection point that I can understand with my journey is that I didn't get rid of or think I could get rid of 30 years of dusty. I essentially accepted that that's how it was, that that's where I was, but now it's my turn to turn things around and make things better. Jean-Luc Picard, who was assimilated by the Borg and became part of the enemy to uh, hurt people, and eventually his, you know, comrades got him back but he still had uh it was like it's like a tech uh, like a technological like he had like mental 
he had technology kind of implanted and that still, was still there if you're watching the latest show of Picard um, that's um, that's kind of intertwined to the um, to the show itself but it's almost like he doesn't he knows that that's what happened but he now tries to use it for the good I mean I think that's the same thing that applies for my journey I don't I'm not trying to get rid of or forget or like that didn't exist with you know me getting to 534 pounds now it's just like I got to learn to live with it but make adjustments so that I don't go back there again and so you know this journey um, that we're on as I as I recap and because as I summarize um, you know this journey and, and kind of where I'm at is heading into a marathon um, that prep for a marathon is going to be about 16 12 to 16 weeks um, based on how I feel after these eight miles and the heat I don't know how it's possible but I'm gonna train for it I'm gonna make sure that I appropriately clothe and hydrate and fuel myself for the run so that I can complete my very first marathon and check that off the list of something that Dusty never thought would ever be possible in his life uh, but we're gonna check that off the list this year and um, you know learning myself discovering myself you know th this is how this podcast can potentially help is that a lot of what I'm sharing with you is me learning myself and I spent so many years caring about what other people thought that I didn't take the time to learn and find out who I was and how I will respond and how I what I can do and, and in turn hopefully in my discovery of myself you in turn can say I've got to discover myself discover what works for me and what adjustments I need to make to be my best self because you can't duplicate everything that I'm doing and replicate it into your life because there are things that do not apply my height my age my activity level my work my day-to-day -day job my variables are different than yours but hopefully this will be an um, encouragement that as I discover me I, I hope and pray that you would go and discover you and then be the best version of yourself and find a way. At mile seven, when I wanted to quit, man, I'm sitting here in the car driving, just so happy that I didn't quit and so happy that others were struggling behind me because I don't know what it would do to me mentally that if I'm right there before the end, someone's just like, whoop, right past me. That would be rough. But um, I was able to maintain my lead, get second place in my age group and finish strong. But um, this is another reminder kind of with where I am currently to uh, find a way. And uh, hopefully, depending on the feedback that I get, I'll talk to you soon on the, uh, the treadmill. Take care.